0: Welcome to the American Hard Enduro Podcast. Hey guys, Drew Kirby here with American Hard Enduro. Today I'm joined by factory ReaHu rider, Quinn Winslow. Quinn, how you doing?
1: I'm good, Drew. Thanks for having me
0: on. Well, actually, thank you. It's very rare that someone actually reaches out and wants to do a podcast. And, uh, you know, you reached out and said uh, you wanted to give some credit to JoJo Tool for the race he put on back in December 10th and 11th weekend. So I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, should be good. I appreciate it.
0: All right. Well, so before we get into JoJo's race, to Buffalo Riders Extreme, let's talk about 2022. Um, how things go for you. I think it's kind of an up and down year um you know you chased what most of the east u.s hard enduro rounds and then most of the seer races
1: uh yeah that's that's correct we did uh all of the east rounds uh one of the west rounds and um yeah the seer series and a couple other odds and ends
0: well any high points for you um you know which which west round did you do i don't know off the top of my head
1: so i did the opener out in page and um that one was uh, kind of a, a low point for me I was actually I was actually I got real sick out there and Ooh. yeah so I don't really need, even know what I had but it was like I think I had the flu and uh, I still went for it and I was actually i I did my first lap in the top five and then that was it I just hit a wall I could couldn't keep going ended up dNfing that race so it's kind of a disappointment but uh, cool. yeah that's the west race i did
0: well did you get to do any riding speaking of you know obviously you're from ohio you're used to this east coast slick stuff did you do any pre-riding out there because i heard man it is just so different
1: yeah it's way different um i didn't really do any pre-riding except for the thursday before the event across the street and uh yeah it's just it's really something that's it's tough to prepare for um but yeah, I didn't get to do a lot of pre-riding out there.
0: Okay. I know I, know I talked to Ryder LeBlanc, and he'd gone out, I think, for both both years. They've had it like a month early, and he's like, man, it just takes some time to get used to trust the traction on those rocks because there's so much there.
1: Yeah, no doubt. It's like – it's just, yeah, it's so different. you got to just, like, be willing to send it, but also, too, the – the rocks, some of the rocks are very loose and they'll almost like give out and you'll just start spinning. And then like once you break the traction, it's like sand on top of the rock. And it's it's really odd. It's definitely one of the, the most ugh, weird places I've ever ridden, for sure.
0: Well, and it, it looked like, you know, the first year was, from what I've been told, had some pretty high consequence uh, uh, spots in it. And then the second year, they said they made it safer, but it looked just as dangerous to me um but again you know without being there just videos never do anything justice yeah for sure they i think the second year
1: was a lot better um there's still some gnarly stuff out there and like yeah stuff if you fall down it's just like pretty hairy but i think it was a little bit safer but uh yeah and i remember that first year like (laughs) one spot i was just like I mean, if you slid off this rock, it was like a fifty, sixty foot fall. It was just like, holy crap! But oh, uh, oh so yeah. you did
0: it. You did it the first year as well. I did do it the first year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So you knew what to expect a little bit.
1: I knew what to expect. Yeah, and uh, like I said, I think they they really did a, a good job for the, for year two. So I'm I'm looking forward to getting back out there for for the the third round. Yeah third edition of it
0: Oh, very good well anything else 2022 wise you want to talk about before we wrap it up with the kind of the last hard enduro of the year
1: yeah i mean like you said it was up and down for me i think one of my one of my highest points was uh the iowan hard enduro um i ended up landing my first my first top five in the pro uh class which was pretty cool um and i don't i don't know if you're at the iowan but it was it was a very uh I would say the best way to describe it was like a a trials like section race, like <laughs> very trialsy, which obviously I'm a trials rider. So it, it fit my, it fit my style and, uh, it was a cool race. Um, so yeah, I landed a top five there, which I was stoked about. And, uh, we had a couple other good finishes this year and a uh, couple, um, misfortunes, uh, in Ohio. I, I ran into a rock in the weeds and I literally cracked hole in my inner clutch case. And just like that race was crazy. I, I had to pull a, not just like the clutch cover, but the next case in Um, the inner,
0: the inner clutch cover I've heard.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, I I knocked a a, like a quarter size hole in it and I ended up going back to the pits and changing that whole case out and uh, still coming back for a, a 10th place. Um, I remember a passing, uh, I think it was Spencer Wilton, like right before the the finish line and the four hour mark or whatever. I I got back up in the tenth, so that was that was a low, but it was also kind of cool, like to be able to go back and like change a pretty sig- do a pretty significant
0: uh, repair. Um, well, I mean, I know on the KTM's, I think it, that involves all the coolant and everything, and the water pump is on that. Is that the same way on the Riehu?
1: yeah it was the water pump um we had even had to do there's like a spring in there for the shifter fork and like that so we had to uh we had to pull the um we had to pull the whole clutch like the the main we had to pull the 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 whole basket off and redo a spring so like yeah it was pretty gnarly um uh but yeah luckily they changed it so you're allowed to
0: have help from your mechanic in the pit this year so oh i didn't know that oh that's pretty cool yeah
1: me and my mechanic knocked it out so we had to pull the clutch case off the other bike so really we had to tear down two bikes and then so yeah that was gnarly but um that was still kind of kind of cool came back for a top 10 at that race and uh that
0: was the that was a mutter too this year
1: wasn't it oh yeah it was gnarly such a, it was muddy and just, like, nasty. And, again, another race that was right up my alley. So, I was really – that was the week after the Iowan. So, I was kind of on a high, and I was really hoping to come there and bust out another top five on my home turf. And, uh, you know, I was doing well. I was in – actually started out the race in third. And, uh, yeah, I just hit that rock the first lap, and that was that was all she wrote until I was able to get it repaired. So, yeah. Um, well.
0: And back to the island, I I rode there, I raced there the year before, and I agree completely with what you said. Like, the way the property's laid out, they made it very trialsy, where it's, like, up and down, a lot of ribbon, a lot of forcing you into certain lines. And, I mean, in and, and watching it this year, they stepped it up a whole nother level.
1: Oh, yeah, it was a whole different race this year. Um, it was It was pretty cool. I liked it,
0: and, like, you probably saw some pictures of, like, that drop off. Oh and stuff. gosh, yeah,
1: that was so gnarly. Like, um, it ended up, you know, once you do something and you stick it, you're like, all right, that was cool. But like, <laughs> all the the time right up leading up to that was like, I can't believe that, that this is in the race. But like,
0: well, what that drop you're talking about, you could either go through that crack and be stuck and pinched, or what, send it off that drop, right?
1: Yeah. So. <sighs> I remember I remember the first lap I was in uh I was in third behind Ryder, and like I was just treading it the whole time I was like oh I'm gonna get to this stupid drop and I got to it and like I remember David Knight was like he was like all all pissed off about it <laughs> I he
0: was, heard he was complaining I
1: can't, he's like I ain't doing this and and he was in fourth behind me and I I went through the crack lap one and sure enough there he was like five feet above me <laughs> on that rock doing doing the drop <laughs> and I thought he passed me there, and when he landed, I was like, well, I got to do it now. So I did it the next four laps, and, man, yeah, it was gnarly. Wolf. I think only, like, five of us did it, but it was faster than going through the crack, that's for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. As long as you – well, because as soon as you landed, you had to get stopped and do, like, a hard left turn
1: and then yeah, climb back out. That's right. You had to stop and left turn and right back up a rock. So
0: Yeah, it, it looked oh, <laughs> it looked tight and, and, very like you said, very trialsy.
1: Yep. Yep. I, I enjoyed that race though. They, they did a, a good job there and really every round this year, they, they did a, a tremendous job. And of course I wasn't at a couple of the Western ones, but from what I heard, uh, it was really in terms of track layout and and difficulty level, it was, it was really a, a good year. So pretty, uh, pretty cool to see that
0: well and i think having the continuity of of josh at every race and matt and every at every race you know and then sky pixel media being there really brought some professionalism and like you said some the courses were always top notch
1: yeah no doubt big shout out to those guys um like you said uh matt and josh and max and everybody uh oh yeah i
0: forgot max my fault
1: it was a it was a team effort this year and i, I think it was an awesome year so hopefully we can build
0: on that all right well so let's talk about the buffalo riders extreme jojo tool um sherco rider young kid i met him for the first time at oh god it was tko several years ago he was like 16 trying to make it into the sunday race and uh so he put on a race i think it was in it ended up being in arkansas is that right or is it oklahoma
1: um yeah i was down in arkansas okay
0: and and so he'd, he'd been wanting he'd kind of stepped back from racing i think and Man, I heard he's putting on this race. The timing unfortunately didn't work out. Will and I weren't able to go, but um you went and you know, you reached out like I said earlier and, and said he put on a great event. So kind of give me give me the rundown. Um what'd you think and uh tell me about it.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I, I guess I'll just start from the Saturday qualifier. It was a two day event and uh it was uh um it was down in like I wanna say part of like the Ozark uh park or or whatever I'm not totally sure um about the location of it if it was private or whatnot but um it was like a big kind of park and like there was other there there's like ATV guys there and stuff so uh I think it was like a big riding area but our specific where we were racing at had the best way to describe it man it was like it was pretty similar to like TKO, like the ravines were just had like SUV sized rocks going down and like huge rocks. Uh, the creeks were amazing. Um, <clears throat> it was, it was a lot like, like, uh, TTC, um, in Tennessee and like wind rock and stuff. So, uh, very rocky terrain, very hilly. Um, not what you'd expect when you think of Arkansas,
0: like. Well, I, that was 100% what I was thinking as you were describing it. Cause I haven't seen many videos and, um, it was, so I talked to Jojo after you wanted to, to re you reached out and did this. And I said, Hey man, give me a, you know, give me a rundown. And I think it was a 2,800 acre, um, OHV park. Like you said, side-by-sides, four-wheelers and motorcycles. And he only used, I think, three to 500 acres he said and he had some big plans for the future
1: yeah so that that sounds right and uh um yeah it was just it was an awesome place uh and uh yeah so we um we did a saturday qualifier which was a hair scramble style start mm-hmm. um and i, I believe he wanted to get the top 50 into the uh, the sunday race or whoever whoever didn't finish the qualifier um basically you know was not able to go on to the race i think is how, kind of what he wanted to do so
0: yeah he said um, he said that i think there was 50 riders signed up and only 26 made a lap to go to sunday and he's like i didn't want to make the saturday qualifier a hair scramble so everyone or your fast guys you know, kind of got ahead of the hard enduro guys and he he said he thought he did a good job and everyone he talked to that didn't make a lap was happy with it and said it wasn't too much but it was enough.
1: Yeah, and I I think that's awesome. Like I you know, like if anybody knows me in the slightest, I I like the race to be tough. And uh so I'm all about it. The qualifier like I first got out there and it was kind of a little bit of single track and then boom, you like dropped into this creek and like this was creek was no joke because first off it rained like crazy so yeah, the water went deep so you couldn't just like blast in a creek like you really had to watch your lines because there was some deep holes and uh so we dropped into this this creek man and it's flowing like pretty pretty hard um and i was like dang this is pretty pretty legit for a qualifier so uh um I was stoked right off the bat and like yeah so we just did one lap of the qualifier and I think it took me 45 minutes um and I I led pretty much the whole thing I think um somebody got out out in front of me in the beginning but I got around them and then uh yeah so it was just a lot of creaks and like Uh, like small creeks going into big creeks kind of, but even the small creeks had big rocks in them and they were flowing. So it was, it was just a really cool, um, cool layout. And, uh, so I ended up winning the qualifier. And, uh, like I said, it took me 45, about 45 minutes to do a lap. And then, so right, like right when I finished, I was like, man, if that was a qualifier, we're going to be in for a treat tomorrow. you know, he was saying like tomorrow's going to be a whole different story compared to the qualifier. And and like I said, the qualifier was gnarly. So, uh, yeah, I was stoked on that. It was, it was a fun day. Um, and I ended up qualifying first. Um, and then moving into Sunday, uh, was the same deal, kind of a hair scramble start. And it was like a sear, uh, uh, style race, so
0: four hours, kind of do as many laps as you can. okay and, and he had checkpoints too, as well. Correct. Yeah, there was checkpoints out there um,
1: on the first lap, and I actually, I actually got to the check the first two before there was anybody there, so <laughs> I was very worried that I was not going the right way or it, I was
0: off the- it, well, it's funny. I'm sitting here looking at the results I had them pulled up from uh, on Facebook, and you you made it to check one in 17 seconds. It says so. <laughs> yeah. You uh, some someone no one was there to get your time, I believe.
1: Yeah. So yeah, like the first that happened on the first one, and then I and then I guess I I must have just didn't see the guy on the second one or whatever. But uh, yeah, so there's a, a couple checks, and um, so JoJo had thought that I would probably get a lap and some change in um from what you know what he thought the course was and the course was gnarly like it was there was some hill climbs there was some uh uphill ravines there was some insane rock gardens just like uh like tko mossy like rock gardens but they went on for forever it seemed like and uh so i was kind of had to blaze blaze the line through those lap one and man they were slick um but it was it was pretty cool so yeah there was rock gardens and then like there was cliff sides that had uh like loose shaley rock and it was very um it was very much like tough like roar like like, down in a hole-type section.
0: Oh, Uh, like those pits we have to go down in?
1: Yeah, those the rocks were just like that in some spots. And then in other spots, they were just, like, Tennessee knockouts. So, like, the place had a little bit of everything. And um, so it was a really well-put-together track. And, like, some of my favorite parts, we dropped into, like, the main creek. And this thing was, like, I don't know, probably – 30 foot wide creek 40 foot wide creek and it was flowing like it's the kind of creek that you look at and you're like man i don't want to cross that (laughs) um it buried and float away type of stuff so um luckily that didn't happen but you did man you had to be careful in the in the deep or in the main creek because if you uh you know if you put your foot down in the wrong spot or you slip like you're drowning your bike out 100 percent um so just because they had so much rain there but uh that was some of the coolest parts because we kind of went up and around and down all these these big huge creek ravines and like there was no need for any ribbon or anything because the creek just kept you there's no way to get around stuff or or you know get off the path or anything like there was one way to get up and out, and like that was it. So that, that was kind of
0: cool. I was gonna say that that to me is awesome. Like, you know, we've got a couple of sections that are like that where it's like, man, the 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 only way is the I'm not even the easy way, but there's no other option. You just gotta stay in it and keeps everybody honest.
1: Yeah, for sure. And that that's what I like liked about some of those sections. Um and so and then now yeah, there's also a really gnarly off camera which got worse throughout the day so man there was pretty much everything i'd say they they pretty much hit it with all the all the features and uh i was really stoked on it so i ended up making um three full laps uh total Yep. Yeah. which uh and then i ended with probably 15 minutes to spare i got to the finish line and uh I called it there because it was it was cold I was cold
0: (laughs) yeah well (laughs) Um, yeah racing in December I mean it's it's better than what 100 degrees but I, I don't know I think I'd rather be hot than cold
1: yeah and like it was like of course like when you're in a rock garden you're sweating and you're hot but then the rest of the stuff you're freezing so um but yeah it was it was better than being being 100 degrees that's for sure um
0: Well, you you started saying earlier he expected you to do, what did you say, a lap, a lap and a half maybe?
1: Yeah, that's kind of what he was saying. And, like, again, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how long it was. Um, But, yeah, I think that's kind of what he was anticipating the leader to do.
0: Well, and uh, it's so hard. So Ryder LeBlanc was in town last Sunday, and, like, I mean, I'm a halfway decent rider, but riding with him or you or Nick, like it's, we can't even fathom the stuff y'all can do, honestly. And it's like, I can imagine laying a course out thinking it's going to take hours and, you know, and you guys will blow through stuff. So I I can see, you know, a lot of people don't realize what y'all are capable of.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I always say like, anytime a promoter always like gives us a, you know, a prediction or whatever. Yep i always say take about 30 minutes off of that <laughs> yeah and like that's just that's not being cocky or anything that's just that's just the level that that it's come to with yeah. with the top couple of racers and like even the, you know even the top guys are a whole level above myself so yeah, yeah. like whatever you expect you should always cut some time off that because the, the level is just so high right now. Um, yeah. And yeah,
0: y'all, y'all, you know, the, the bikes and the tires and the bibs and everything have progressed so much and y'all skills. It's, I mean, it's almost having to get dangerous to challenge you enough to make it challenging.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think if you have a place, if you have a place like this that just has so much to offer, like you can put on a gnarly good race and, and have it be safe. Like <clears throat> there wasn't really anything, other than the water level being a little bit higher than uh normal i mm-hmm. think you know he hit the nail on the head with <clears throat> with the the tough to safe factor um ratio so
0: well, uh, layout wise of course without being there seeing a spectator map it's hard for me to visualize but spectator friendly you know you mentioned tko a couple of times was it the terrain was like tko or the spectator ish um how was the spectating
1: yeah so more so the terrain the spectator the spectating was a little bit further away um you had to get down it's like one of those places where you're you're parked in a field up top and like you have to kind of get down and get in there to get to the rocky stuff um so there was like a jeep trail that kind of led down i think and and there were spectators out there like they figured it out um but I just didn't know how far they had to go because I never you didn't walk it. track, and it always took me, you know, ten minutes to get to the first section, and then whatever. So yeah. I think it was not that far of a trek down there, but there was some guys riding bikes down there and, and some side by sides and whatnot. Um, but see, so yeah, I don't think it's that far out, but it's definitely not as close as like you know Tennessee knockouts.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's such a rare unique piece of property that there is that good of spectating within what 10 minute walk to most of it. Um, so on Sunday like you said, you you ended up winning handedly. I think you you ended up getting three full laps like you said. Second place was Frank Atwell. He got he got two full laps and one check and then uh, third place is a guy I've never heard of. I think he rode with you from what I've heard Hayden Moza
1: yeah, yeah, that's my buddy Hayden. I actually uh drug him down there with me. So um he did really well. Uh and I'm I'm excited to uh have him come to some races this year and get his name out because he's a, he's a heck of a rider, so
0: well, what look for him
1: next year. I
0: was gonna say, what's his story? You just dragging him into hard enduro's he been doing fast stuff or what?
1: Yeah, well he's kinda up from my way and um I, I drag him out to our local spot, Wellsville, yep. all the time. You know, him and Creed, and I think most people know Creed by now, but yep. kind of, uh, you know, kind of sort of taking those guys under my wing a bit and showed them the, the hard enduro lifestyle, and they've both come a, a really long way. Um, and so, yeah, just Hayden's just not ever really – gotten to the races too much um he's always just kind of ridden and okay. but yeah he, he's a super good rider so i think we're um, gonna help him try to get to a couple races this year and see see what he can do
0: well that's cool i mean it, it seems like there's so many guys who've gotten good who are just kind of coming out of the woodworks it's like dudes like him that you know ride it with guys like you or you know just don't get to the races as much and then show up and it's like who where'd this guy come from so that's cool. exciting. Always, always like some more good riders.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. So yeah, excited to, uh, yeah, see, see what you can do next year. And I like
0: to take a little bit of, um, a little bit of credit for, for those guys, but,
1: uh, I mean, Hey, they, they helped me train too. So it's, uh, it's a team effort.
0: Well, I've been giving Creed a hard time because, you know, he's pretty much caught and passed me. I'm like, well, dude, you're, first of all, I'm 42, you're younger than me, and you ride every day. I was like, how is this even fair?
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, you always got to give Creed a hard time for something. So. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it's like he's posting riding literally every day. I'm like, dude, some of us have jobs and have to work. You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll keep that excuse going. But, um, all right, so overall, you said the Buffalo Riders Extreme that JoJo did. Great race. Um. Any? Did you talk too much about we're we going to do it again next year or what? What his plans are?
1: Yeah, sure. I, I think he definitely wants to do it next year. I, uh, I don't. I don't want to speak on his behalf, but I think he was a bit, um, a bit upset that he wasn't able to get it on the AMA schedule. Yeah. Um, I don't. I'm not aware of any of the details, but I think he was trying to do that. Yep. and uh Didn't quite happen, but. Uh, I think yeah, I, I mean I, I sure hope he does it next year, and I think it could turn into you know a staple race if uh, if it keeps going well. You know, I mean everybody's first year is always you know it's always a tough one, and it's always uh, you know not as many people show up as you oh, want yeah. to. But um,
0: yeah, for the the reward, the work versus reward and payoff is lacking the first couple years for sure.
1: Totally. But I mean, if, you know, if anybody's listening that, you know, wants to do this race next year, I I definitely recommend it. It was a, it was a cool race and it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't, wasn't for the, the weak hearted, that's for sure. So if you like good, tough races, then this, will, this will be a good one to put on the schedule for next year.
0: Well, and, and, Honestly, I mean, you've seen the 2023 schedule. Like, it's West Coast heavy. We've got, what, four East Coast races. There's nothing in the middle. Like, with are gone, there's really nothing in middle America. I was, I don't think, back on the schedule. So, um, I know JoJo talked to the AMA guys, and scheduling-wise, I don't think it worked out. Um, But maybe if he puts it on again, has another successful year, he can uh, elevate it up there and uh, grow from there
1: yeah let's hope it's it's definitely worthy um and yeah i hope so because it was a it was a great race and uh yeah i think it deserves to deserves to be on the schedule for sure all
0: right so i think that that wraps up that successful race hopefully next year is bigger and better and uh so moving on to 2023 we just kind of talked about the schedule a little bit what what are your plans for next year
1: so yeah, our plans, uh, I'll be with Riehu again for, for 2023. Um, we are going to re-up, uh, a deal. So that's pretty exciting. Um, so shout out to to those guys. It's, uh, a great team to be on and stuff and a great bike for Harden Um, so yeah, we are going to hit all the West races. Or, sorry, excuse me. Yeah, I was like, whoa! I
0: was like, that's a big announcement right there.
1: The West races that are highlighted (laughs) for the championship, I should Ah, say. Okay, Uh, okay. You're
0: not going to Hawaii?
1: uh, Well, I'm not sure yet. That's a possibility. Um, So, I guess if that's the case, I would be doing three, maybe four West races. Um, So, we'll see. But my plan is to definitely do the championship rounds that are highlighted, um, which... You know, if you're not familiar, there's, like you said, five West races, but only three of them count for a a full championship for the pros. So we're going to do those, which is King of Motos right around the corner. um, Oh, yeah, And uh, Page, Arizona, and the last one, uh, Silver Kings in Idaho. So uh, look for me at all those. And then, yeah, maybe if i can if we can get it squared away i'd I'd love to go to that hawaii race i mean who would want to go do that right oh Uh, yeah so we'll see and then rie who's also they're moving from south dakota down to texas so if it works out we might even be at the texas round so we'll see how that goes um and then uh so really the only one I'm probably not going to do for sure would be the Donner race. Yeah. Um,
0: that's pretty far out there. Just
1: all out there. And yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so yeah, most of the West and then, um, all of the East I have open. So there'll be three championship rounds out out East and then one, uh, in in my home state of Ohio, that's a regional round. Uh, yep. so I'll be at that as well. Um, and then uh, should be at all the Seer again is my my hope. Um, always enjoyed the the Seer races, so uh, try to try to hit that championship for twenty three, and um, you know other odds and ends races like like the Arkansas race that fit in the schedule. You know anything like that um, that that I can manage, uh, I'll be at. So, um, you know, maybe like the Ozark 100, it just kind of just depends. So I like to hit some of those races if I can. Um, and then aside from that, I'd, I'd like to try to do another European race this year. Um, I did Erzberg last year, uh, which is pretty awesome. Um, if, if we can fit that in the schedule, but, um, we'll just kind of have to see maybe, maybe I'd like to look at maybe trying to do romaniacs instead this year mm-hmm. um, and you know try to try to change it up a bit maybe so we'll just have to kind of see how it goes but yeah I try to probably look for I'll probably look to be at one of those european races and um we'll do tko again and yeah man there's not much like it's weird cuz the season's like over like early no. summer
0: yeah, well, the East Coast rounds are over Memorial Day weekend, and th- and that was what I was going to bring up with you. You know they've they've really shifted the uh, the East Coast rounds instead of June and well July and August to uh, you know Battle of the Ghosts is April instead of August, which is crazy. Uh, Fallen Timbers moved, you know, I think it was July to May, and then uh, Matt Musgrove had reached out, and a lot of people were kind of up in arms about this doubleheader weekend, Memorial Day. Tough Like Roar, Saturday, Sunday, and then the shotgun, hard enduro, and Sugar Leaf on Monday. Um, You know, have you thought about it? You talked to anyone about it? Because I've got my thoughts on it. And uh, what are you thinking about that doubleheader weekend?
1: Yeah, good question. Um, I have no idea. I think it's (laughs) – all I can think about is how after I'm done with Tough Like Roar (laughs) – How
0: gassed you are.
1: A, a, probably a good week like like you get done with those races and you're like yeah, i want to quit like i don't ever want to ride again and then you know a couple of days roll around and you're like all right let's do this but like i don't know how that's gonna go finishing tough like roar and then being like all right suit up for the the hardest round of the year which was shotgun like that race was brutal absolutely brutal um you know, suit up for that the next day, like,
0: well, and and so I'll give everyone a little insight. So of course I had the exact same thoughts you did. So first of all, I did tough like roar. I, Rob Moan, the guy that the trail boss, I'm good friends with him and his son, Jarrett, And, you know, so I always go to that one, but I didn't go back for the sugar loaf because uh, you know, I'm 10 hours away and they're two weeks apart. So I had to pick one or the other. So I went to obviously tough like roar. Um, but so then when they sandwiched them together, First thing I did was call Rob and I'm like Rob this is dumb this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of I can't hardly move just like you said after racing tough like roar um but so what they're going to do tough like roar normally we qualify everyone has you know Rob likes to give everyone lots of seat time for the money and the travel and we did everyone did two races on Saturday each so you had two races in the morning two races in the afternoon and then an LCQ Sunday morning then the main event, Sunday, midday. Um, So I think what he's going to do is you're just going to have, we're going to have a pro A race Saturday morning, and then a B, C race Saturday morning. And then that's going to, out of that morning race, that'll make up the top 50. Um, So then you're done for the day. Now, if you're not top 50, then you go to the LCQ, which will be Saturday afternoon now, not Sunday morning. Okay, so then they'll take 10 out of that LCQ in the afternoon. Um, So then that sets the field of 60 for Sunday. And so instead of starting the Sunday main event at 11, they're going to start that at like 9 a.m. So we'll be done racing on Sunday, roughly one-ish, I think, one or two. And that'll give everyone time to, you know, load up, pack up, clean up, hopefully fix your bike, and then get over to the shotgun hard enduro, um, which I think it's 35 miles away, roughly. It's pretty close.
1: Okay. So, well, I like the sounds of that a little bit better. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely good insight.
0: Um, yeah. Well, and that's what Matt Musgrove reached out. He's like, man, we need to do a podcast and talk about this and life got in the way. And I forgot to, cause he said people were up in arms. And at first, just like I said, when I started, I was pretty upset, but I wasn't going to go to both races either way. Like no matter what, because I wasn't spending the money. It's 22 hours round trip for me. And I wasn't going to do that twice. So this way I'm getting two races in the same weekend for basically fuel and travel time for one race. Now I'm going to be wrecked on Monday for the shotgun, but I'm really going to be wrecked on Tuesday to drive home for sure. Um, Right. But again, you're getting, you know, you're getting two good races for one weekend kind of thing. And my, in my opinion, you know, you're, you are going to have to pay, I think two entry fees, which you would have had to do either way. Um, but I think hopefully it'll be a good, um, Hopefully it'll be a good thing. And I know the goal on moving the date and getting them together is to get some Europeans over here from what I hear. Okay.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Did, did you hear anything about the shotgun format? Cause that was a two day race this year and obviously that's not going to be the case. Like,
0: yeah, uh, I've, I've heard, they talked about using some of the, I think roar results to set a starting order, but I think it's going to be more hair scramble like because the course lends itself to more of an open course, more lanes and lines of passing, which I didn't go to it. You could probably speak better to that. I mean, what I saw, it looked like you said, brutal. Um, but it wasn't as one line as Roar is from what I've been told.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, there's more options um, for sure. But yeah, I mean, that would probably make sense. Like use the, try to use the Roar results and just, just have it be like one race. Cause man, that was another one. Like the qualifiers were, they were easy, but like so many rocks. And then yeah. like, it's just enough to rattle your teeth out by the end of the day. So. Well, and that's <laughs> what
0: I talked to Shecker, you know, he went straight from roar, went over to the property and looked at it. And he was like, it is so rough that the trail is the easiest route. So kind of like you said with Jojo's race, like, you're forced into this ravine or this this valley there they made the course on like the the easiest way so if you wanted to try to get off course or go another route it just gets worse the farther outside the course you go
1: yeah for sure like like i said that that race was just brutal like the rock formations were just just the worst possible (laughs) way to try to ride through if that makes sense but
0: uh it looked very demanding, let's just put it that way, especially if you're not in peak physical condition like myself,
1: yeah, no, yeah, no doubt it was it was gnarly, but um, yeah, I mean i I'm you know, I know a lot of people are kind of up in arms about it, but the way I look at it is that you know we have a we have a series, and I'm you know, I'm stoked to be able to uh to have you know to have a good solid series and have have good people. Uh, running
0: it, and um, yeah, I'm just now get after it. And, well, and, that, yeah. and that's great you've said that because it seemed like in the past four to five years we've taken one step forward and two steps back with who's running it and the continuity and the cohesion of everything. And now, you know, I think we're on the path to being a national championship. Um, so, which which will be awesome, and maybe it is this year. I don't want to speak. I know we've got an East and a West regional and maybe they come together for a national. Um, but like you said, it's awesome that we have a series and, you know, you guys are able to chase it. Hopefully some guys are, you know, I'd love there to be a lot more money involved, but um at least some guys are making a living and, and living the dream.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's all it's all a work in progress. And I think uh I think the more, you know, the more years it goes on the better it's going to get and hopefully we can get to that point where there's there's more money in it um you know the first step of that is is to become a national championship through and through so um and i, I believe the highlighted rounds that's what that's for for yeah. the pro i believe that is going to be a national title um i'm not 100% but i think that's what that's for and then the remaining the remainder are
0: the, the regional
1: the regional, Yeah,
0: so. I, I think you're right, but like I like said, I, I just didn't want to speak out of turn, and that makes sense that if you hit them all, we can get a true national championship. So, one last thing before I let you go. Um, I, I know it's not your direct teammate, but Team Riehu made a big move signing Alfredo Gomez. You, you know anything about that? I heard he's working on maybe a new motor. Um, give us some insight on him coming over to the team.
1: Yeah, so I kind of heard heard about that a little bit and funny thing I was actually down in the Dominican Republic for the uh, the Navidad Pomonte event, which is just like this huge, huge rally like ride slash they had a prologue and I don't know, it was just an awesome event down there. But uh yeah, so he Alfredo was down there for that and um we were kind of like the 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 special guests I guess you could say uh, alfredo um sandra and uh migs brapp and myself were all invited down there so he was down there and like we were sitting at the dinner table and he's kind of like he starts asking me questions <laughs> about the who he's like what he's like what do you do to the bike and i'm like <laughs> kind of telling him all this stuff and i was like i was like why do you ask all these questions he's like oh i don't know
0: <laughs> yeah so he, your ears you're you perked your interest for sure yeah.
1: I was like, yeah. I was like, that's uh, that's funny you mentioned that, but uh, I I kind of knew I knew he was gonna he was going that way. But the funny thing is, he literally announced it like the day he left Dominican. So <laughs> I know he's gonna announce it that. Soon, but uh, um, so yeah, that's actually I mean that's pretty sweet. It it gives the brand some even more credibility. Like,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: A lot of a lot of people still are in the dark about like the Riehu brand and it's like I don't know, it's just kinda cause it it you know, it was the old gas gas brand. So it's it's a very uh
0: it's a proven a, platform. And and yeah, it's it's a proven platform and
1: the bikes are good and like um it you know having him on board just, just proves all that. So uh yeah, it's pretty exciting and uh maybe maybe we'll get him over here to to do a couple of races and have them under the,
0: the U S tent. Well, I knew that he had come over. I can't remember what race he came in for. Maybe it was TKO and then he stayed and then he did like a, he stayed out West with, um, in Idaho with Keith Curtis. And I heard he was wanting to move over here and race here full time. Any, you remember any of that? Any word about that you heard?
1: Um, no, actually, I mean, I I know when you're talking about, he was over here snow biking and stuff, but yeah, I didn't I didn't hear anything about that, him wanting to move. Okay. Um so yeah, I'm not
0: totally sure. Okay. That's that's just kind of something I'd heard. Um so then the other thing you brought up about being in the Dominican, like okay, so Terra Inferno was going on, then which is obviously in the Dominican Republic and, and I didn't look up exact location, but you and Megs were down there I think it was the same weekend, is that correct?
1: Yeah, that is correct. Okay. We're down there the exact same time and uh yeah just it was kind of weird but um the races were in different locations so like the terra inferno was in punacana which is like the main destination for dominican right like it's very tourist tourist like americanized like where we were at was like straight up like the true dominican (laughs) it was crazy you were in the jungle yeah basically like it was nuts man like there's no laws down there. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> well, well, how did,
0: how did you feel safety wise? I mean, you, I mean, obviously you were probably, if you guys were the special guests, you, hopefully you had some handlers that were taking care of you.
1: Yeah, they took good care of us. And like, we, that's what we were asking. We were like, how, like, how safe is this? Like, can we walk down the street and stuff? And like, they said, yeah, it's good. But like, it, you know, looking at it, it didn't look the safest but uh we didn't have any issues um so it was it, it was just crazy <laughs> it was a good time
0: well, and, and that was what yeah you know, i did a podcast with jordan talking about ashburn about terra inferno and i was like you know let me it just looks so crazy and he was like dude the bikes were ragged out like there's just not that many down there so what did you guys do was it was it the local bikes that you know happened to have some that you got to ride or how'd that all work out
1: yeah. So luckily we got, we had some, uh, some new bikes to ride. And, okay. um, so we had a Husky and, um, a Cas Gas and I was supposed to have, um, a Riehu there, but they didn't have, there's no dealerships on, on the Island. Um, so unfortunately we weren't able to get one, but, uh, yeah, we had, we still had some, some newer bikes. So that was pretty good. Um, there there's some dealers down there but yeah like it was like you could tell they just didn't quite like you couldn't really get certain things and like um like they didn't really have like bibs and stuff and we had to run like i ran tubes like normal tubes all like the whole and i was like
0: what was 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 the last time you ran a normal tube Like in a, probably in a vintage bike sometime, I would assume.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) On a Nero bike, like... Yeah, never. Back when I was riding like a KTM 200 when I was like 12, it's probably the last time I ran a tube. It's actually crazy because the bikes are super light with tubes in them, but like you just can't, you just can't use those. Um,
0: Oh, you can't. Well, did you have at least gummy tires or were you riding tubes with knobbies? We
1: did. We had a gummy tire. Okay. So I believe, um... So that was good, luckily, but, uh, but yeah, no, it was, we, we did like a, we did a, like a Erzberg style, uh, uh, parade through the town and like yep. everybody was just lighting burnouts and like ripping on the sidewalk and like, it was just crazy, man. Like crazy stuff down
0: there <laughs> like you said no laws well that's what i told my wife I go, next year we're going to terra inferno she goes no you're not racing in the dominican i said was like, no, i wasn't invited to race it's all inclusive we're gonna go hang out and watch those idiots so but it sounds like maybe we need to go over there get to see the real sights
1: oh yeah like it's just there was clearly these clubs that like one thing they did not cheap out on down there is their speaker systems they have (laughs) these absolute just bumping systems and they did not stop and the hotels are all like it's tropical so the hotel walls are all open like the windows are right to the outdoors and like it was literally like the club was right on your patio for for four days straight and then like these people just rip they drag race up and down the main strip and it's just never stopped. There was a guy with a a Yamaha Banshee, man, and every day, like clockwork, at ten o'clock at night,
0: he'd fire that thing up and just shred down the main street. It was, it, for those, for those of you that have never heard a Yamaha Banshee, it is a totally different sound. It's a what is it? A twin cylinder, two stroke, four wheeler.
1: Yeah, it's it's just crazy. And then they like, and then times that by like twenty. There's just stuff everywhere, just ripping. Yeah, it was crazy. So. Um, it was cool though. I I
0: was stoked to go down there and, um, but yeah, I'd also like to
1: check out that Terra Inferno race as well. Um, Yeah. So yeah, Yeah. we'll see, maybe, uh, see how it goes next year. All
0: right, Quinn man. Well, thank you so much for reaching out and, uh, and, uh, thank you for your time and look forward to seeing you here next year and Merry Christmas and, and stay warm up there in Ohio. It's about to get cold.
1: Yeah. Thanks. No, I appreciate you having me on and, uh, yeah, we should, uh, We should do it again. So um, I like chatting about dirt bikes. All right, man.
0: All right, we'll see you out there. Thanks, Quint. All right, see you later.